Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah, the first technique I learned was a punch. What is happening, karate people, and of course the non-karate people? Welcome back to another episode of Believe in the Punch podcast. I'm your host, as always, Karate Cam. I'm so sorry for being away for so long, guys. It has been a wild last few months. While coaching and you know schooling has been getting me going, I've also been back to the competition flow of things. Check out the other sub show i have you know all on the believe in the punch podcast called cam's corner to hear more about my takes on competition and everything else karate but for today's episode we have a special guest in u.s national team member trinity allen not only is trinity also a u.s national team member but she's been on the junior national team for six years she's u.s open champion she competed at the olympic qualifications back in paris which will you'll hear us talk about in this episode but she's also had multiple medals internationally including a silver medal at a youth league in mexico she is a great example of up-and-coming talent within the karate world of the U.S., and we go into talk about different things relating to her journey, having karate parents just like myself, and also her defining moments in transitioning from being a junior athlete to a senior one. So enjoy this episode, guys. But right before we jump into it, I want to give a shout-out, a huge shout-out, to our two sponsors. As always, you guys know about betonline.ag. NFL season is back in action. You guys know what it is. America's biggest sport is back in action. If you're trying to get in on, you know, getting your bet action on and getting some money here and there, betonline.ag is the place to go. And if you go sign up on your mobile device or your computer right now, there is a 100% welcome bonus. That's double or nothing deposit with the promo code NFL100. And secondly, I want to give a huge shout out to a new sponsor we have here on the podcast called Balance 7. Balance 7 is a new supplement-based drink to help you with your hydration needs. Athletes are always in constant need of amino acids, electrolytes, and just general hydration and something to drink. Balance 7 is a balanced drink that combines all the nutritional needs that people need. And right now, you can see how Balance 7 helps athletes. If you go into their website, balancethenumber7.com, and use the promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, and you'll get $10 off their 32-ounce bottle. The bottle lasts 11 days. Kind of crazy, which is the perfect amount of time to feel the pH balancing drink go to work. Again, that's balance7.com. Use the code BELIEVE at checkout and start feeling the effects of superior hydration. But without further ado, everyone, thank you for tuning in to episode 17 of Believe in the Punch with Trinity Allen. Everyone, enjoy the show. With the Trinity Allen. Trinity, welcome to the show. Thanks for being on. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Um... You know, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to you today. I've been listening to these uh, podcasts of yours and it's so cool. <laughs> right. Well, you don't have to just say it to make me feel good. All right. Like, <laughs> no. No. 
<laughs> no, I, no, for real. I appreciate you coming on. Like we, it's, it's cool to see that. Um, I think just for like people who don't know, right. Like the progression of our, yours slash our come up, right. Like we were both on the junior team together and now the senior team together and, um, uh, a lot of cool things without that whole process. And like, um, yeah, I just want to talk about that a little bit, <laughs> you know, um, the first thing though, I wanted to say, cause I also just talked to another athlete that came back from Paris is, uh, congratulations, first of all, on going through the whole Olympic trial process and everything that's gone on through it all with COVID and, and being postponed and, you know, the uncertainty of what's going to happen and all of that stuff and training through it all. Um, like what, what was that whole process like? And then I'm also going to ask you like, what was Paris like? What is your takeaways from that? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it was a longer process than, than I thought, um, you know, but it was good. I I'm glad actually that I had that extra year during COVID um, especially because I am a younger athlete. And so I really do feel lucky that I kind of had a year to, to keep training, to, to grow. And, um, so it was just, you know, it was hard at first getting, you know, I think for all of us getting through that hump of, you know, practicing through COVID and, um, kind of with everything up in the air, you know, you don't know if you're competing, you don't know what's going to happen. So, you know, getting through that and um, coming out stronger in the end. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was, I was training internationally before, before Paris. And I think, you know, if I, if I had competed a year before, I think my performance would have looked a lot different. So I'm really happy that, you know, I kind of had that extended, extended period. And um, Paris, Paris was cool. I mean, <laughs> I, it's hard for me to say, like, you know, um, I haven't been to many senior tournaments and so it's really hard to like compare it to, to others, but, you know, I think at the elite level, like all these athletes, they've been here, you know, they've been at these tournaments before they've been under pressure. And so like, I think from my perspective, looking at the other athletes, like they just looked, they looked comfortable. They looked, you know, like they were ready to do what they've always been doing. And, and it was a fun experience. Yeah. How was like, I get like, to, cause in one respect, you could look at it as like ignorance is bliss. And like a lot of times within a lot of different sports, an athlete that comes up for like their first time on that, whatever stage, you know, just comes in and just demolishes everybody sometimes. Cause they don't, you know, that that magnitude of it all doesn't sink in with them, you know? Um, like what was like, what were your thoughts going into the whole, like, like Olympic qualifier? You know, um, and to be completely honest with you, I I never set my 100% goal on on Olympics. Um, you know, I just I think there's more to karate than than the Olympics, and um, you know, I'm of course, you know, it's really cool that we're we're in the Olympics, but I didn't want to just zone in and think, you know, this is all or nothing, and so I I put my all into my training and. Um, you know, I prepared for this tournament just like I would any other tournament. And, you know, I just, I gave it my all. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was good, but, you know, I think there's, there's more, there's more coming. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually like so happy you said that because I was, I've talked about this with a lot of athletes and a lot of people that ask me about the whole Olympic run and things like that. Like, obviously it didn't work out for me in, in the end. Right. But 
looking at it, like we, we, life still goes on past the Olympics, whatever that might look like, whether you retire after it and you move on to other things in life or you start, you still compete. We still have Pan Am's worlds, blah, blah, blah. And the list like continues to go on. So it actually like it, one of the few people <laughs> I should say that um, thinks like that too. And, and it, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool to, to say that. So like going back though, like what was your preparation looking like? How, what, like, was it different? Like what, what modifications did you make, you know, to make yourself ready the best, like the best version of yourself for Paris? Yeah. So um, I'd say, you know, I guess since the day I found out that I was going to Paris, it was just, you know, training in the dojo, the gym, just kind of as normal. And then with COVID continuing that um, through it all. And then I'd say I started, you know, getting, I, let me think. I went to my first international tournament in Paris, maybe in April. In April, that was when I had some test matches. Um, and that like, you know, I got beat up pretty bad, but it was, it was, you know, get some rest off. I'd competed before, you know, so I had to, you know, get some matches in cause it's completely different from training. And then I, from there, I went to Kazakhstan for a month and I was, um, you know, just doing karate like all the time. And, um, I think that really helped me prep for Paris. Yeah. What, what, um, like I wanted to, what, what's your experience with training internationally? How was, how has that been? It was good. It was, um, you know, it's just, you're in a training camp, like in the mountains, all you can really think of is karate. And, um, I don't know, it was, it was cool because we had a lot of top athletes there all come together and, and training. And it was nice because it, it had been so long since I'd, you know, seen other karate people like that. Um, and, it was just, it was nice training with people that, that were the highest level and some of them qualified at the, at the Paris qualification tournament. So I think, I think that's really cool that I was able to, to train with them and be a part of that. Right. Right. I think, uh, um, something about that is like, I remember one of the first times I was training with, with high level, like high caliber athletes, world champions and things like that. Like, at, you know, that first time, and I mean, it could be different for you because you could just be a different level of badass. But like for me, it was always like I got I the jitters, right? The jitters would kick in and you're just like, oh, my gosh, mm -hmm. this is so and so. And then about halfway through me getting my ass whooped, they'd be like, ah, oh, this is so bad. This is kind of the, the normal situation here. Like they move just like I do. They're, you know, might be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. They see things different. But then you pick up on it and things like that and you get over that hump. And then next thing you know, you're starting to put work in on them as well. And, um, you know, I had, had, is there ever anything like that that happened for you? Oh, yeah. Like, I think just even seeing them outside of karate too, you know, like they're normal people, you know, sometimes. Right. Think, they're human beings. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> sometimes I'm like oh they're like 100% karate you know all the time um but I think like seeing them outside you know one of the girls she would order burgers for us because like the food in the camp wasn't wasn't top-notch food so you know a lot, a lot of horse meat huh oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's so I wouldn't I wouldn't want to go for that either so it's fine it's cool I understand I understand yeah so it's nice. It's, you know, you see them as, as just, you know, normal people and, um, and, you know, 
I think, I think this time around, I felt, you know, more, definitely more comfortable than I had before training internationally. Um, and so it was, it was just a good process. And um, we had like, we had test matches too. And so it was kind of like we were training and then we were competing, but I think process, like we were just all building each other up and um, it was fun. It was a, it was a fun time. Yeah. I think uh, something else that like you could take away from that is like you experienced what it'd be like to be a professional karate athlete over there. Right. Right. Like train full time. You don't have to worry about job or teaching at the dojo or like, you know, outside life too, you know, <laughs> what, like what, what, what was that like? How did that feel? Yeah. I was telling like my family and, and my boyfriend, like, I wish, you know, this is the life. Like, I wish I could just do this all the time. You know, you just sleep, eat karate and, you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, like you said, school teaching. Um, I mean, my life back in Vegas, like it's like so busy, you know, I'm always moving, moving. And so it was just nice. Um, I know, I know it sounds weird, but it was relaxing almost to just put 100% of my focus in karate. Right. I mean, I think, I think the big, like a big takeaway from that is like, you were given the chance to be an athlete. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if that makes sense. Cause like for, for me, like, I don't know how to put this. There's a lot of distractors, I guess you could say. And not even like the ones that people say like, oh, go out partying or doing this and that. It's more just like yeah. trying to develop a life outside of karate, trying to work on my other skills, side projects, like the podcast, you know what I'm saying? Like other distractors that could potentially take away from um, the training process and, you know, and everything that goes into it. Cause it's a full-time commitment, you know, it's no, it's no joke. Um, and yeah. And, and like you said, like, some people are like the distractors as far as like the social life, but I think you, you grew up in a dojo too. And I think, you know, we're kind of used to, <laughs> to taking those things out for karate you get sometimes. it you get it yeah. <laughs> i never went to a football yeah. game in high school i don't know what that even means you know like <laughs> i was i was teaching little kids man that was it yeah <laughs> oh my gosh but no like um yeah like that the process i think has been great and um i, I think i think traveling and training internationally especially for elite level athletes is like an, a very important thing. You know, not only do you get different partners, but different perspectives of how people approach the game, um, <clears throat> how people prepare themselves for the game um, and everything that kind of goes into it, you know, is there, has there ever like been like, is there like a single thing that you can think of that that was a big takeaway for you? Or it could be more, I, I don't know. Maybe um, I'm asking single, but it could be way more. I think, you know, on, on this trip, especially, um, it made me, to be honest, I think it, it kind of like got my love for karate back again. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed, I've always enjoyed karate, but I think on this, on this trip, it was like, wow, I can, I can do this. If I really put my mind to it, like I can try to replicate this as much as I can. I think, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm not in this situation. Um, you know, I, I can't have that all the time, but at the end of the day, like, I can try as hard as I can to, to, you know, make things as similar as possible or to set my schedule up to where I can do karate at, at an elite level on my own. And so I think it just was kind of like a wake up call for me to, to take this and not just end it at a training camp, but to take it home. And also um, I think um, we, when we were doing, when we were doing these like matches, when we were training together, I, I definitely felt um, I'd say more 
more at their level than ever before. And so it kind mm-hmm. of like was a big step for me also as, you know, like you said, like as a junior going to senior, um, going from junior to senior, it's, it's a big step. And um, I think this was, this was a big, I don't know how to say it. It was like, I had to overcome this obstacle of feeling like a senior. And I think this was kind of that trip that, that was like the biggest step for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, let's, let's talk about that. What, like, what was it like being on the junior team for you? Let me, let me, let me start by asking that. I think, I don't think I really appreciated being on the junior team until later. Um, You know, I think, Hmm. you know, doing karate my whole life, I didn't really see, you know, how lucky I was to have these opportunities competing or to do karate at, at a high level, because I was kind of used to it especially, you know, when I, I made junior team when I was 12. And um, so I think it was kind of just, it was normal for me in a way. Um, even though I didn't make it every year, it was just, it wasn't like super crazy for me. But I think as, as I've gotten, like, as I got a little into like 16, 17, more later on into my junior career, um, I started really focusing in on karate and, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I had the junior team looking back. Cause you know, there's so many experiences and, and people I've met that I'm still friends with today. And, you know, they're, they're going into seniors with me. And so I think, you know, junior team, it's, it's always fun. And, um, I'm happy that, you know, I had so many competitions and, and times with, with the people on the team. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. Um, <clears throat> similar, similar situation. Like I, I made the year I, well, I, I was 12 was the first year that they moved the, the team trials to 12 year olds, if that makes sense. Cause originally oh, yeah, it was, okay. originally it was the 14, yeah. 15s that you had to be 14 and then they moved it down the first, when I turned 12, that's when like the first year you could do it. So, um, it was for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I guess so. I get, and then I made it that year and um, you know, similar situation, I think in the sense that like, um, I don't know if like the word of not appreciating it comes to mind, but like, I did, I guess the magnitude of it didn't hit, you know? Um, Cause like you make the team and then like, I, I got my first sponsorship when I was like 14. And then like, like before, before this was like a common theme, you know? And then like got a like a like a like a world medal, and then this happened, and that happened. And I was just kind of just like, oh yeah, doesn't this happen for everybody? Like, is this like not what the you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then what happened was, and that, that's something I'm gonna ask you is like, I got hit with the rudest wake up call you could ever hit as soon as I turned 18. I and then and then you start going to these camps, and you start going to these events, and it's just like, oh, I thought I was like, all right, I'm ready for this, like I'm ready for this. And then I remember, yeah. I remember <laughs> when I was 18, I went to my first premier league before it was like olympic points and everything and it was a german open and i got whooped i got whooped like i straight got whooped by someone who was not even that good <laughs> like I'm, a, I'm gonna be honest and um and then that continued to happen over and over and over and over and um and 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 i didn't i didn't grasp the total magnitude of what it was like to to have the progression i wasn't like cocky or anything like that it just never really hit me what it's going to take to keep moving up to i thought it was just the gradual progression but then you get to these other stages and everybody has those medals everybody has those accolades everybody's training twice a day three times you know what i'm saying so i guess like what what was that progression like for you then going from juniors into seniors well i think you know 
my junior career, I didn't have many accomplishments. I, you know, um, I think I was on team a lot, but I never won Pan American championships. I never, um, I was never really, my first world championships wasn't until I was in U21. Oh, wow. Okay. And so, I, yeah, so I don't, I don't look at my junior career as, as completely successful. And so I think going into seniors at first, it was kind of like, well, if I didn't do well in juniors, then, you know, how am I, how am I going to do well in seniors? You know, it's like, it's a completely different level, but, um, you know, I, there's other athletes who are kind of in the same boat as me where their junior careers weren't, weren't amazing. And then they became really good senior athletes. And, um, I think it was kind of like, well, if I couldn't do it in juniors, that means I got to do it in seniors. <laughs> you know? So I think, yeah. I think it's like, it's pushed me. Yeah. It's yeah. pushed me. It's pushed me more to, to strive for more in this, at this level. So it's, it's a little different, I'd say, but I, I get what you mean. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, and, and like each, each person's graduation, I'm going I'm to put that in air quotes here. Graduation has been a little bit different, <laughs> right? Um, what would you say to someone? Cause like, I, I, this is something I noticed too, is like within that, <clears throat> are, are you 21? I'm going to just say that. Are you 21 age group? is just not well represented within the U S and that's my opinion. It's not to say that our athletes are not good. It's just, we don't have, a, you know, the batches that you see within 12, 13s competing at 18, that 18 to 20 age range, you know? Um, and I, I see that happen all the time because there's a lot of athletes that don't have the success, you know, or like this was the biggest thing for me. There was a lot of times when there'd be athletes that would qualify 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. And then as soon as they got to 18, 20, where there was these mergers, right? Now you have, because before it was three weight categories. It wasn't five for 18, 20, right? And you'd have these athletes, like two US team members. And then, you know, one has to beat out the other one to go to whatever event. And then they would lose and not make the team. And the first time they wouldn't make the team, boom, I'm out of here. I'm going to go start doing something else with my life. You know what I'm saying? How, like, how, how, how did you, and obviously like you've always been, you know, I, I've always thought of you as like someone who's, you know, been high level, but like, how did you have the resilience factor of those times where you didn't make the team or didn't have like, or had those bigger setbacks to keep coming back and going for it? Um, I think, you know, number one, I, like I said, my, my dad's a sensei. I grew up in the dojo, um, you know, kind of doing karate like or stopping karate it was never really an option for me but I don't want to say it was only because of that because <laughs> that'd be really bad right no no but, um, <laughs> I get you know, I get what you're saying though <laughs> I just a little right <laughs> but um you know there were definitely times where I was like you know I don't know if I want to continue doing this and you know I think for a lot of people it's it's college and they're moving away and you know there's there's just other things they need to focus on but I also think like um, you have to use until until those things really like get in the way or where it's it's taking over your life. Like, why not continue until until you can't have it anymore? You know, I think there's just so many good memories and experiences. Maybe when you're growing up in juniors, like I don't understand why why you have to have a time where it's like, OK, when I turn 18, I'm going to stop or when I go to college, I'm going to stop. You know, I don't think you should set a timestamp on anything. It should just be, you know, 
keep going, keep going, keep going. And then when, when that day comes, it's going to come, you know, some, I don't think you should predict it. And, um, you know, sometimes there's other athletes where, you know, maybe they get an injury or, you know, something happens to where they're not expecting their, their last competition or their last training even to, to stop there. So I don't know. I just, I wish people didn't prepare for their like retirement at such an early age right, right. when they could keep going. Right. Right. I, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. And and something that like, I actually didn't even know this about you, but something I appreciate about it is like, you have a holistic approach to this, to this game, you know, like <laughs> you look at it from like the perspective of not just like, Oh, I do this as a sport, but this is a lifestyle, you know? So like, but yeah. I'm, I'm going off of what you just said. Like what, what do you do to maintain like the training the everything goes into this, this sport right now going forward, you know, because like you talk about no time stamp, right. But you obviously have goals outside of the ring too, right. Outside of training and things like that. So how, how do you manage it right now? I mean, right now, I think, you know, so with, with college, <laughs> I don't think college is, I mean, especially the one that I go to, it's not getting in the way as much as I thought, especially because I went to like a really intense high school. Okay. <laughs> and so I think, you know, I think after I graduated high school, like college was, was a breeze for me because my high school was like, it was, it was really tough. Sure. <laughs> and so I think um, I've been able to handle, um, you know, school a little better. And then also like, with teaching, I mean, even when I'm teaching and, you know, working with little kids, like I'm training too, you know, I'm whenever they have to do like, do their reps, like I'm doing it with them because, you know, why not, why not, you know, do it with them. I'm getting better and I'm modeling for them. I think it's, I think it's good. So I think just taking that um, into consideration when, even when I'm not doing karate, you know, I can, I can keep training like small things. And, um, you know, right now I'm, I'm lucky to be living at home. I'm, you know, in a good situation. So karate's, karate's coming along easy for training. But um, I think if I do decide to, you know, go somewhere else or whatnot, karate's available in other places. And I do want to open a dojo one day. Oh, snap. So I think, oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, you know, it's also easier to to keep training in karate when when that's the goal instead of you know doing something totally outside of karate sure sure what are you getting your degree in <laughs> i'm getting my degree in psychology get um, out of here why are you copying <laughs> now come on now <laughs> i know i know you're i know you're doing sports psych right? yeah that's right that's right i i went into college wanting to do sports psych and then i went into i don't know if i should be saying this but <laughs> you got to you got to now you can't start it and stop that's it <laughs> I went into a research lab um, and, you know, I, I, I like the professor. I like the people I was with, but I, I found out that, you know, I don't, I don't think sports psych is for me. And um, you gotta, you so, gotta deal with the crazies. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, you know, kind of figuring out like what I'm going to do, but I think, you know, whenever I was thinking of like, oh, what I want to, what do I want to do for my career? It was always like, okay, I want to have this career, but then like later on, I want to have a dojo. You know, it was always, you know, I have to have a dojo later on at some point. Right. 
So in my mind, I'm like, well, why, why don't I start earlier and then <laughs> just go straight to it? Sure. But you know, I know it's not that easy, but I, I'll work my way up. <laughs> no, I, and, I'm, and I'm sure about that, you know, um, being from one dojo baby to another, right? Like that's, <laughs> it's almost like, it's almost in your, it, it is in your blood to an extent, you know? Yeah. Well, well, like let's, speaking of, why don't, why don't you tell me? Cause I, I think a lot of people know, obviously because of who you are and who your, who your dad is, but what was your upbringing like in karate? I mean, it was, you know, I started karate when I was, like three my dad kicked me out because I was playing around too much me too. and then me too. Me too. <laughs> came back when I was four <laughs> that's amazing that is amazing I've never I straight up happened I was five got kicked out I had to come back when I was six. Oh my goodness that's amazing <laughs> sorry keep going I guess that's a thing I guess that's the thing I guess that's the way it is so um and yeah ever since I was four I I was just you know I was just always in the dojo I mean my mom was my mom's a pharmacist so she was always at at work I didn't want to go with her to her pharmacy so (laughs) I don't think I could so I was always with my dad always at the dojo but um I don't know like karate was just normal for me and it wasn't like I didn't grow up like super in love with karate or like you know super against karate either it was just like part of my day like a daily routine where um, I would do my class and then you know sometimes I didn't like doing karate with the older kids I just like doing the warm-ups with them and then I'd stop (laughs) so I don't know I think I was just like I like to race against people but that was it (laughs) and then um you know it was just um karate all the time I don't know it wasn't anything like my dad wasn't like one of those like hardcore like super tough on me like training all the time I was just kind of a normal student who would have to stay at the dojo all day <laughs> right right on yeah. right on and then um i guess like where where did uh competition start coming in um i mean i i was always competing at you know the u.s open because my dad used to run the tournament at the time and so um i competed at that like growing up junior olympics u.s open um and so that was just always normal for me and then I remember I loved US Open because since my dad ran it, I was like, after I competed, I was kind of on my own. Like my mom and dad were always working. So I would just like run around the tournament. I was just like just get into doing trouble. my own thing. Get into trouble. Was a huge thing. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. And so it was just, those were like the best times. I was just, I was like free to like do whatever. I would go in like, you know, the, the middle area where they have like the staff working. Right, right. I knew all the staff. And, you know, they knew who I was. So I'd just be like, oh, I want to go in, <laughs> take some candy. Security's from not stopping you. Security's not stopping this one. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so those are the good days. Wow. Um, but, yeah, and then, you know, when I was 12, it was just natural to go go for team trials, junior team trials. And ever since then, it was just keep doing that. Yeah, was, was your dad your primary teacher all throughout all of this? Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he was my primary teacher. He's like pretty much the only teacher at the dojo. He's like the main instructor. And then only recently did we have like some of our black belts, um, start teaching. And then, um, so yeah, he was always my instructor. And then I kind of started going internationally to see, you know, different coaches when I was about 15. Okay. I think. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Was there, was there ever like, um, 
anything that, you know, like you would pick up new information and then bring it back home. And then, you know, like would your dad like essentially take it and make it like, so you guys could keep working those things or whether it was there like, you know, like what was that dynamic like? Yeah. I mean, um, he's always like told me, you know, when I'm going out to, to these places to train, like, of course I'm going there to train, but I'm also like the messenger. Like I got to bring, got to bring stuff back too. So, um, it's, you know, we're both always learning and trying to take things from, you know, international coaches and also, um, you know, sometimes different martial arts too. Like he's really into, um, Taekwondo and, and boxing and all that judo. So like, he's always been really like into, um, getting information from, from everyone. Right, right, right. Take as much as you can to bring it all back together. What, well, like, was it like, did you ever get persuaded to do or try other sports out as a kid? Yeah, I did tennis, um, since I was five until like 13, 14. So I did tennis for a while, but, um, you know, tennis was just kind of like, got it. It was something I, my dad wanted me to do for footwork, <laughs> but I don't know. Tennis in Las Vegas weather. I, I don't know. I, it wasn't my favorite to be Ooh, honest. Yeah. That's a little <laughs> tough. That's a little tough. Yeah. That's a little tough. <laughs> so young, was- young Trinity with the mean backhand, but just burning up, <laughs> just shriveling up out there with the, so with bad. the, with the heat. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I always enjoyed it. I had a, you know, my, I'm still close with my tennis coach and, and his daughter is like about my age. So we grew up together doing tennis and that, that made it a little more fun in, in hundred degree weather. And then um, I did track freshman year, track and field. Oh, oh, I was see, I'm thinking of college in high school. Yeah. In high school, in high school. In high school. Uh, well, like what were your events? Um, I started off doing, I like the hundred cause it's the shortest, but then everybody yeah, says so, that everybody says that you see what I'm saying. But I, okay. So I did the hundred 200 when I started, <laughs> I went to like a meet in eighth grade. My tennis coach is also like a track guy. He did track in, um, in college. So he was like, I'm going to put you in this track meet and, um, you know, we'll see how you do. And like my middle school was there and everything They had their whole track team. And I showed up in like Nike pros in a Hollister shirt. <laughs> like I was not, oh my I, he, like, he just like forced me to do it. You know, like I had no idea of what to expect. I was just like, I'm just going to run and like lose, you know, like, we'll just, you know, I'm, I'm not a track person. And I ended up getting like second, I got second there. And so then next year in high school, like I decided to do track and I was like, oh, 100, 200. But my best time was in my 400, which sucks. I hate the 400. <laughs> that is a that is a brutal run. Yeah, that I is a brutal hated run. hated the 400. And I also did the four by 400 like relay. And so that was, it sucked, but that was what I was best at. So I stuck to that. <laughs> It's giving me anxiety. Like I'm about to throw up yeah. thinking about running a, as like an all out 400. Oh my gosh. That is, that is horrible. That is horrible. But I mean, I, if it works, it works. If that's what you're good at. You know I, I only did it for, for freshman year. And then- <laughs> for freshman year. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, right. And then, so like, and then when did, when did like, or I, I don't know, I guess I, you, you could have answered this before, but like, when did karate become the thing that I'm you're going to focus on? Yeah, you know, for, say, as far as your athletics go. Yeah, after after freshman year of high school, kind of 
after track was done, I kind of stopped tennis around the same time. That was when I started taking karate, like as my 100% sport, you know? Right on. And then, and then, yeah, you were traveling, training, competing, everything at that point in time. Do you, do you yeah. like, what, what, where do you find like there to be? And then and like, this is kind of a change in subject, but like, cause it's something that I've come to appreciate more as I've become quote unquote, the sensei, you know, put that sensei role on and like, what, where do you find there to be a justification of a balance between art and sport? Like, what do you guys do in your dojo to like have both blends or like the blend of both? I have such a hard time doing that because like my natural bias is just sport, you know, like, of course, just, right. I'm yeah. Obsessed with the sport, you know? Um, I would say number one, we do have a kata instructor <laughs> who's, 100% kata so if we like you know especially for like our competition kids they have they have someone else to to do their kata and to teach them really well because um kata is not our strong suit and so he's and he's really good he's he's so impressive so he's able to work with them and you know just just doing everything kihon kata kumite you know just have to blend it all in but um I would definitely say like it's also a weak, a weak point of ours where the sport comes in, like just naturally, you know, I think it's more heavy sport karate, but um, yeah, especially cause I, I can't help myself sometimes. <laughs> no, no. And, and I, I completely, I hear where you're coming from. And that was not like, I was not trying to expose anything or anything like that. It was more just like, here's no, no, your, dad. No. your dad's coming from that, you know, his lineage and then even your dad's dad. And then yeah. you're coming in, you, you know, national team and all of these things. And I just wanted to ask because like, it's hard to find time to do both, right? Like when mm -hmm. you're in the midst of your competition season and you're training and you're teaching and you're doing all this, like, it's hard to be like, wait, ah, okay. I got to go back and train all this other stuff or, you know, or like simple yeah. stuff of like, what do moves mean? You're just like, I need to go punch and kick people and things right now. You know, like mm -hmm. I can't go back and work about the conceptual parts of karate. It's hard. It's hard. But no, I just wanted to get to, to, to see what your guys' perspective was that, or your perspective was on that to see like what you, what you guys do to implement that. But fair enough. Uh, well, let's go into our last bit here. Um, yeah. Do you, do you have anything else that you want to say? Um, no, I mean, I guess, I guess my question is here is like, what, what's coming up? What, what can we look forward to, to follow Trinity? Um, like to follow my, my journey. <laughs> yeah. Follow, follow the journey. Right? Like what, what, what goals do you have coming up? Okay. What, what events are you going to be looking forward to and things like that? Yeah. Okay. So I have, you know, in, in the fall, I am pretty busy. So I have Pan American Championships coming up, uh, World Championships and Junior Pan Am Games. Those are the big, the big three I'm, I'm working towards. So, um, you know, my fall is going to be busy, but it'll be, it'll be a good, good run. So I'm, I'm working for those right now. Yeah, most it'll it'll be a very good run, and like I'm looking forward to that. I forgot to congratulate you on also making it for the Pan American Junior Pan American Games. That's going to be a awesome trip for you guys. Like I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it, uh, or like watching you guys um, be so successful there. And yeah, so I mean, with everything said, I really do appreciate you coming on and and being a part of another episode. And I I really look forward to going to some of those events because we'll see you at Pan Ams, we'll see you at Worlds, you know, and and uh, 
we'll, we'll kick butt, you know, all over. It'll happen, you know? <laughs> It'll be great. Well, so, no, for real, you. thank you for coming on and everything. <laughs> and that's a wrap on episode 17 of Believe in the Punch podcast. I appreciate you listeners that have been here since day one so much. I have a amazing feedback of parents, kids, students, athletes, whatever, at the dojo of listening to the podcast, and I appreciate you guys so much. Please stay safe, please stay healthy, and be on the lookout for another episode of Believe in the Punch, either the podcast itself or my new show in Cam's Corner. But with that said, as always, keep your hands up, guys, and keep believing in the punch. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.